Hello Profit Chasers and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast once again. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, hope you're well. It's the final podcast of this season. There's just the Premier League to go through this week and there's the League One playoff final. As of recording, the Championship playoff final hasn't been decided yet, nor has the League Two playoff final. So um, we'll just do some tweets about who we think is going to win those ones. Uh, so just the Premier League and League One on the podcast today. We did pretty well, really, with our predictions on the last podcast. Uh, just Fulham let down the bomb-proof treble. Gutting. Yeah, just Fulham. Kind of a bit surprised with that one. I really thought that they would uh, do the business over Reading, although you know Reading did finish in third position. I think maybe for myself it was kind of a decision I took on my heart rather than my head because I cannot stand Reading Football Club. But on to uh, the final opportunity for uh, league fixtures. It's, it's pretty sad. It is sad. It's been a really good season. Really good season. Uh, especially yeah, it's been then. a great season and you know we've started the podcast. started out as a bit of fun and you know, we've kind of got a little bit of a following now and it's definitely something that we're enjoying. So, uh, yeah, for, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone that's listened from day one to the final one for this season. Obviously, we only started the podcast in, what was it, February? Early, maybe early February, mid-February, yeah, some, February. something like that. Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't start from the start of the season, so it'll be great now. We've built a bit, a bit of a listener base to really go full steam ahead into next season from the very beginning and see where we can take it really. So exciting times ahead for the podcast and all the profit chasers. Absolutely. Money to be made, hopefully, uh, on the final week and so much opportunity for the new seasons. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive straight into the Premier League then for the final time this season. Uh, every game kicks off at three o'clock on Sunday this weekend because uh, it's the final day I guess so they're all playing at once uh, we'll start yeah, at the top bit of a bit of a shame that there's not too much to be decided the Champions League positions and Europa League the only things really up in the air is you know I, I used to love watching the uh, survival Sundays and stuff like that the title deciders but you know we'll, yeah. we'll deal with what we can yeah I'm sure uh, hopefully we get the situation where a lot of teams haven't got anything to play for, so they just go out and attack and put on a bit of a spectacle. As we saw in the Chelsea-Watford game, the 4-3 the other night, great game for the neutral. So hopefully we'll have yeah, more of the same. Game. You know, if that, was in, if that was in November, would that have been 4-3? No. Um, with the league not sewn up, etc.? I very much doubt it. No way, no way. Uh, let's start at the top then, anyway. Arsenal v Everton, we'll start with Arsenal. They're on a right run. They're ending the season strong as usual. They're they're at home. They're four to nine. The draw seven to two, and Everton the away side eleven to two. Can you see Arsenal ending the season on a high? Oh, a hundred percent. I think they. I think Arsenal are bankers. To be honest, I think uh, they're one of my most fancy teams for the weekend. Arsenal are on fire. Kind of all the Wenger out stuff. All the Arsenal fan TV just seems to have slowed down quite a lot. And that's because of results. Um, so, you know, I think this further strengthens Wenger's claim to stay another year. And, yeah, I think they'll run out two, maybe three nil winners. Yeah, completely agree. And it's, it must be frustrating as a, from an Arsenal fan's point of view that 
finally switched to three at the back and playing with the two wing backs as well. And he's won loads. He's won about four on the spin now, is it? So yeah, something like that. And he's not even got good quality wing backs. I mean, obviously Chamberlain is not a wing back. Some are arguing he's playing his best football there. Uh, that's going forward. Going backwards, nah, he's not a wing back. Um, and then on the other side, I believe it's Monreal that's been getting the uh, getting the nod. He's passed his best, so who knows what will happen next year if Wenger can get in a couple of good quality fullbacks. Who's that guy they're, um, they're rumoured to be getting in from Schalke? I don't know too much about him, um, other than that he's young. He's kind of a bit powerful, quite pacey. Uh, his name begins with K. I, I forget, but uh, yeah, potentially someone like that could be uh, a yeah. good signing for I did read that um, he'd apparently chosen Arsenal over Everton and Man City, but uh, surprised me a bit that he'd choose Arsenal over Man City, but there you go. Especially with City in dire need of full-backs as well. Yeah, definitely, but, you know, Wenger's, uh, Wenger's still a lure in himself, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I fancy Arsenal to win this, for, for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, next game then, Burnley at home to West Ham. Burnley thirteen to ten, the draw twelve to five, and West Ham two to one. How can you see this one going? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first flip flop game that we've covered on today's edition of the podcast. Oh man, is this going to be nil nil? Is this going to be four all? I honestly don't know. <laughs> if I would go for a prediction, I would go for Burnley just because I think. There's a feel-good factor. They've stayed up pretty comfortably. They, had, they were never going to go down. They had a yeah. tiny wobble, but no one ever thought they were going to go. Playing in front of the turf, more fans in the sunshine. Yeah, I could see them getting a 1-2-0 or two nil win just to see their fans off happy for the season. Yeah, I think that'll really billich on shaky legs at West Ham if, um, if they do get turned over at Burnley. Yeah, we've covered this before. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. West Ham are another club that really frustrate me, thinking that they're kind of some huge monster super club. You know, they need to realise they've been in the Championship twice in, you know, since the year 2000. So they need to uh, kind of take a bit of a reality check for me. Yeah, completely agree, mate. Uh, the title procession: Chelsea at home to Sunderland, a very short one to seven. Uh, Sunderland a massive sixteen to one. Surely this is going to be a Chelsea route. I would like to suggest something. Usually, history has shown that when the title is sewn up and they're playing a bit of a party game, you know, the fans are expecting like 4 5 nil, and they're going to lift the trophy at the end of the game. I always feel like the underdog does get a goal because they let their guard down and you know, it's not as intense perhaps as it as it usually would be. So what I would tip the profit chasers is Chelsea to win both teams to score. And I think you'll get good odds on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think as you saw the other night at Stamford Bridge, Watford scored three. Absolutely. So, you know, Jermaine Defoe's last game uh, for Sunderland probably. Yeah, I can see Chelsea to win both teams to score for me. Waiting for a second on Jermaine Defoe. Huge news in the week that he's got a, a, a release clause that he can go for free. From Sunderland, so not only is he going to leave, they can't even get a fee for him. That's a real blow for them. Huge blow. And I was uh, talking to one of our uh, one of our followers on Twitter about uh, Jermaine, 
I honestly can't see why any team, including the top six teams, why they wouldn't take him on a year, two-year contract. Can't lose anything, can you, really? Can't lose. No, I mean, his wages are going to be relatively sizable, but... You know, he's banged in, I think it's 15 or 16 goals this season for Sunderland. Uh, he did great for anyone on a year's contract, just an option off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be great. So, Jermaine's going to be in a very powerful position and can't be said the same for Sunderland. No, absolutely not. Uh, let's move on then. Hull against Tottenham. Hull 15-4, to the draw 3-1. to and Spurs are four to six. Hull's final game in the Premier League. Are they going to end it with a loss to Spurs? I'm not sure. I think definitely you're going to get both teams to score. We know what Spurs are like away from home, um, and it's just you know it's how mentally tough is this Spurs team. If you remember last season, they went away to already relegated Newcastle, and I think they lost five one. They made Musa Sissoko look like Messi. It was unbelievable. So, you know, are these guys mentally strong enough to go out there, put on a professional performance and finish with a win? Or is all the contract talk about some of the players not earning as much as they should? Will that come into play and will Hull finish strongly? I personally would see this as a banana skin. Yeah, it's, I think Spurs will win, to be honest, but I do think both teams will score. Where do you think Marco Silva's going to go? I certainly don't expect him to stay at Hull. There's a whole host Definitely. of mid-table Premier League clubs who I'm sure would be certainly be interested in taking him on. Yeah, um, there's rumours that he's going to go in at Southampton. Um, maybe a bit harsh on Claude Puel, but you know that, that situation just doesn't seem to be working. For whatever reason, it's not working. Um, Maybe Southampton, maybe West Ham if they get rid of Billich, but yeah, he's done himself no harm. He's got a good little reputation now. No, he's done, yeah, as you say, done himself no harm whatsoever. Um, let's move on then to Leicester against Bournemouth. I think there's going to be goals in this one. Yes, goals galore. Uh, I'd go for a Leicester win, both teams to score. Um, as Shakespeare signs off with another win and then will probably be, be offered the job in the summer uh, yeah both teams to score Leicester to win for me yeah I certainly hope Craig Shakespeare gets the job in the summer he's done a great job since he took over because they were really struggling really really struggling yeah, yeah really struggling and um, you know he's English as well so you know there's all uh, especially in the last couple of weeks there's been a lot about uh, we're not giving English coaches or managers like an opportunity opportunity Craig Shakespeare can you know put fly the flag for us a little bit and yeah. hopefully he can go on and uh, take Leicester you know wherever they need to go I don't even know what the aim for them is anymore <laughs> maybe mid-table Europa League I'm not sure yeah well it, the only thing that concerns me is that he's he's got that problem where he's not a name is he I think the Leicester fans will be happy with him. They don't need a name. They, Shakespeare knows the club inside out. He's getting results. Can he attract... If it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. Does he have the pull that, uh, that other managers would have? Perhaps, maybe not, but... He's working. Yeah, that's the one thing that would go against him, but, you know, I've, I'm interested to see the kind of calibre of player that, uh, that Leicester are going to attract, because obviously last year they went out and you know, they bought... Say like Slomani, for example, and Musa, they were playing Champions League football for their respective clubs. 
are they going to be able to attract someone like that again without Champions League? Probably not. So, um, yeah, I think he'll be okay until Leicester want to move forward again, if it ever does happen. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see who goes out as well, because Mahrez has had a taste of Champions League football. He could certainly play at a higher level again. Vardy could, but I, I don't think he'll leave. A couple of others in there. Shawn Michael's been linked to Man United. So there could be a couple of key players picked from this Leicester team this summer. Yeah, I think just keep your eye on Mahrez. Mahrez is their star boy. I know he's not been as good as he was last year, but he's still he's still a class act. Um, I think out of all the Leicester best players, I think it'll be Mahrez that goes. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Let's move on then to Liverpool v Middlesbrough. Liverpool one to six, the draw thirteen to two, and Middlesbrough are fourteen to one. Big outsiders. We say uh, Liverpool struggle against the smaller clubs, but I, I can't see anything but a Liverpool win here and them cementing a Champions League spot. Yeah, good riddance, Middlesbrough. I'm glad you won't be on my uh, on my screen anymore on a Saturday night when I'm watching match of the day. <laughs> uh, but at one to six, I'm not really interested in the uh, in the odds for Liverpool. They'll win two, three nil, and they'll secure Champions League. Yeah, completely agree. I don't think you're going to get both teams to score in this one. I think Middlesbrough are probably going to go down with a bit of a whimper, three nil. Yeah, maybe even four. Yeah, absolutely. Move on because yeah, not interested in that game. Uh, another game then, which means absolutely nothing. Man United v Crystal Palace. <laughs> Would also alert the profit chasers to a banana skin. Mourinho's got a Europa League final coming up. We all know he's put every egg into that basket. He Big thinks time. that's the best Big way to qualify time. for the Champions League. And it looks like he's going to be proved right. Wouldn't be surprised if he plays the kind of second string. Uh, United drawn the most games at home out of every team in the whole league. Yeah, I would not be touching United. What's their price? Uh, the price for Man United is 19 to 20, so they're their favourites. Yeah, I mean that's not actually you know the worst price in the world. I was expecting it to be way worse, but yeah, I wouldn't touch this game. You can also get Palace at five to two uh, and the draw at 11 to four. So Palace are quite tight in the odds. I did think they'd be a bit further yeah. out than that. I mean that shows how bad United have been at home, really. Visiting Crystal Palace, they're, what are they, fifth from bottom? Five yeah. to two? That tells you a story for me. Yeah, it does indeed. And you have to take into account as well, Crystal Palace have been away to Chelsea. They've won. Yeah, been away yeah, to Liverpool so, and won. So. Yeah, they're, uh, they're not to be messed with. Wouldn't touch that game. Uh, next game then. Southampton at home to Stoke. <laughs> No idea who gives <laughs> who honestly cares. No, no one cares. Definitely. I don't even know. I'm not even going to make a prediction. <laughs> I, I don't want to send the profit chasers to sleep. Move on. Not bothered. <laughs> For me, Southampton at eight to eleven, I think will win there. Stoke seven to two. Won't bother. Probably going to be last on match of the day. No one cares. Both on the beach. Last two games between them have ended one nil. So no. Not for me. Boring. But I think Southampton no will win. <laughs> okay, two games left to cover then. Uh, second to last, Swansea 
v West Brom. Swansea are evens. Uh, the draw five to two, and West Brom are thirteen to five. For me, I think Swansea are going to win this one. Yeah, same. I think there's a feel-good factor. Obviously, staying up. Last home game, they're going to go out with zero pressure. One thing I do think, Swansea conceded the most goals from set pieces in the Premier League, and West Brom have scored the most. They love so a I set think piece. you'll definitely get uh, both teams to score, and yeah, West Brom score a set piece would not surprise you. Yeah, I think I'll go for Swansea to win both teams to score. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, I can't see Swansea taking their foot off the gas now. Paul Clement's done a great job at a few weeks ago, I thought they were going to be down and Hall were going to pretty comfortably survive. But See. this goes to show they've they've had really had that mental resilience. Lorente's found form at exactly the right time. West Brom will win this in eight. So they're on a really bad end to the season. Got their 40 points yep. and stuck their feet up big time. Big time. Swansea to win. Yeah, completely agree with that one. And finally then, Watford. At home to Man City, Watford a thirteen to two, the draw seven to two, and Man City a two to five. Now it's just come out today, a few hours before we started recording, that um, Walter Mazzari is going to be leaving at the end of the season, and the Watford managerial merry-go-round continues once again. Jack O'Neill uh, sign off with a loss to City. No idea, but oh, the way Watford run their club makes me sick to my stomach, and yet. For the size of the club and everything, they're pretty successful. Uh, they're in the Premier League. Again, me and you both think that if Mazzari stayed, they were going to be relegated next year. Yep, um, so I think it's a good move from the club. We'll see who they get in. We've probably never heard of the bloke. Uh, <laughs> they'll probably sign 12 new players and they'll probably stay up. So, who knows? Um, the arrival of Fraudiola and the, uh, and the city, city lads... I reckon Fraudiola will get a nice little comfortable win at the end of the season, maybe 2 or 3-1. And yeah, he will go off into the sunset and yeah, tail between his legs. I think he's been poor, very poor this season. He has been poor. He has definitely, I completely agree. Just, just want to focus on both of these clubs at the moment because this is probably one of the more interesting games to talk about the whole weekend. Watford, the bookies' latest odds have Claudio Ranieri in as the favourite. What do you think to that? Um, yeah, get him in. Um, he's probably the last kind of manager that Watford would want, I think. He's all about togetherness and spirit. And <laughs> keeping a, a small group of players, yeah. small squad, manageable, getting to know them by person. It's a complete opposite to what Watford do. But, you know, their owners are Italian, so there's probably a link there. Yeah. Good for Claudio. I want to see him back in management. Very, very odd uh, club choice. Yeah, yeah. If I was him, I wouldn't want to go there. But they've also been linked with uh, Djukanovic. Is that how you pronounce his name? Djukanovic? Djukanovic? Uh, The Fulham manager? He was previously there, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he got them promoted and then left due to contract disputes. So... Never, never go back to an ex-girlfriend. You left for a reason. Never go back. <laughs> uh, that's got nightmare written all over it for me. Yeah, I, I, Watford just—they just annoy me. I just this merry-go-round, like I said, it's just 
they're a horrible club on if you if you don't support them. But it works. So whoever they get in is probably going to be the same re- result, really. So, yeah. Well, we talk, we're saying yeah. exactly the same thing again in a year's time. They have a new raft of players. A manager will have just left. They'll have finished like fifteenth, sixteenth. Back to the yeah. back to square one. Do it all over again. But, all over again. That's correct. Now let's talk about Man City then for a moment. Fraudiola, yeah. the most overrated yeah. manager going. I mean, I I like Barca. Okay, I'm a big Barcelona. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm a big Barcelona admirer. The whole club, the way they bring the youth products through, the way they play, uh, obviously the success in players they've had. And I always, that kind of, feel like I've been tricked. Because I used to think that Guardiola was the shit. I used to think he was the best manager in the world. Yeah. Uh, and I was dying same. for him to come to the Premier League. Yeah. He goes to Bayern, does exactly the same, takes over a top club and just sweeps everything. Apart from the Champions League, but I had. It seems like as soon as he comes up against any slight competition, his his stubbornness and the way he thinks the game should be played. Claudio Bravo, you're not telling me. I know Joe Hart's not had the best of seasons in Italy, according to reports. You're not telling me he's better than Joe Hart. No. And Caballero's played half the games. It's no. laughable. Um, I he think just... City have. They kind of lost their identity a little bit. They did have some when they were running away with it at the start of the season. But if I was Guardiola's teacher and Man City was his school project, I'd be giving him a C and no more. No, he's done the bare minimum. The bare minimum he had to achieve this season was Champions League qualification. And he's he's just about done it. It's still not confirmed going into the last weekend of the season. So it, it looks like they're going to do it, but he's... He's got to have a good season next next year. He has to. I mean, he he came out, didn't he? I shared it on Twitter. He came out and he said, if I was at a top club, I would be sacked. So what's, you is, are at a top club. Yeah, is, like, is, although they saying? may not have the history, they may not have the history, but he's just embarrassed Man City to me and to like yeah. the world media. Why doesn't he have confidence? Why doesn't he see Man City as this big club? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really shocked at, at that. And um, the way he's been in interviews and stuff, he's a moody motherfucker as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, just a bit. He is, yeah, he's a sore loser. And yeah, I just, you know, my opinion has completely changed. Let's see what he does next year. But yeah, my opinion's completely changed as a guy. Yeah. At Barca and at Barney, he had squads that were ready made, world class players all over the pitch. And he just. He, he did the best with what he had, which was the best. Um, now he's come to City and they don't have the best players, which really puts his management and coaching ability under the spotlight. And he has failed. Absolutely. And his recruitment as well. I could have told you at the start of the season that they needed two fullbacks. Yeah. Kolarov is not a centre-half. Like, Why did he not identify this? And I think his ego. He like plays players in positions that they're not used to to kind of be revolutionary. No, right backs are right backs. You go out, Carl Walker is apparently available this summer because of money, Spurs' wage um, cap thing. Get out and buy him. Yeah. Go out and buy him. He was, he's probably been the best right back apart from Aspilicueta actually. It's 
probably been the best right back in the league apart from him. Miles Pulisic has been playing centre back for most of the season because Moses, well, yeah. Moses has been playing right wing back for Chelsea. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just go out and get him. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know what the uh, what the complications are. Just go out and get him. Get him. Completely agree. Get him. Get rid of Jesus Navas. Get rid of Nolito. Get rid of Yaya. Yeah. Get rid of Arthur. and all these players are over thirty as well. Yeah. So Colorado, Zabaleta, Clichy, Sanya, all of them. Get gone of them. Yeah, they need a fresh impetus. They need more Sane's and Sterling kind of yeah. like ages and Jesus, athleticism and stuff. He's done well, Jesus, but yeah, big summer of change ahead for City, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So that is the Premier League all wrapped up. Uh, let's move on then to our final game of the season for the podcast. That's the League One playoff final, Bradford v Millwall. Bradford are eight to five. The draw is nine to four, and Millwall are seventeen to ten. How can you see this one going? Your boys. I think the Bantams. My boys, the Bantams. You know, I, I don't think in the bombproof trebles that we did. I'm I'm not sure. I haven't done my research, but I'm pretty pretty sure they never let me down. I'm pretty sure they won every time I put them in. I can see this going to extra time. I think they're both very equal. Millwall, obviously, have got playoff final experience. They were at Wembley last year. Bradford were at Wembley not too long ago for the, I believe it's called the Capital One Cup then. Yeah. Yeah, I think this will be an entertainer. I think it'll be one all in normal time. And then I fancy Bradford to to qualify as it will be on the... uh, on the betting sites to qualify, i.e. to win promotion. Yeah. Uh, let me just give you a couple of stats here. The last three head-to-heads between these two sides have all ended 1-1. Um, oh, there we go. I didn't even know that. There we go. Yeah. And Bradford, this might surprise you actually, Bradford have only won one of their 12 games against top six League One sides all season. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that does surprise me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did not know that. What do you think? Are you are you a bantam or a lion? I think Millwall are going to do it, but I do. do? I, I think I think it's going to. I agree with you that it's going to go to extra time. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, I think it will be close. The firepower of Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison, I think, are going to take him over the line. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll it's see. hard to disagree. You know, Bradford. I, I just fancy Bradford. They've got a nice. I always talk about feel good factor. For me, Bradford have it. So, yeah, I fancy Bradford to uh, bring it home, definitely. Well, we shall see. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting match no matter what. So, guys, it's time for the final bomb-proof treble of the season. In case you're a first-time listener, this is the time of the show where me and Tom, we put a treble together that we guarantee will win you some money for the weekend. All season we've been saying that we will total up how much we've won as a duo and individually. Uh, We'll be doing that in the next couple of shows. Um, So moving on to Tom, who is going to introduce, because of the lack of fixtures, our joint bomb-proof treble for the week. So the final bomb-proof treble, as Tom says, we're going to go with Arsenal. And they are at home to Everton and they're 9-20. We're going to go for Swansea. They're evens. And they're at home to West Brom. And we're going to go for Chelsea to win 
both teams to score in their match against Sunderland, and that is five to two. And ten pounds stake on all of that returns a nice juicy one hundred and one pounds fifty pence. Fantastic value that, if you ask me. Yeah, Obviously, great. it's a risk Sunderland scoring, but yeah, I can see that happening. So fingers crossed for everyone. Get end on high. Thanks for listening again. As we said, it's been a great ride so far this season. We'll be back in the summer with a few uh, seasonal specials and uh, yeah thanks as ever yeah so we'll be tweeting as ever so please do keep in touch on Twitter we'll be talking about all the transfer activity that's been going off throughout the summer uh, as Tom says we'll do some more podcasts over the summer just on our thoughts and our predictions for the season ahead so keep a look out for them we'll alert you all by social media anyway uh, so yeah thanks again from me please do rate and review us on iTunes if you can it's goodbye for the final time for this season. Take care, Profit Chasers. Enjoy the final day profit. Bye-bye.